0: It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here. I never had it so good sports radio. The sports analyst that covers it all brings it all every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Sometimes they go into overtime. You don't want to miss these two former college football athletes, the Who Dat and Niner Gang, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Bang, bang, Niner gang. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we ready right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Good evening, good evening, good
1: evening. It is Wednesday, 7 p.m., so that means you are tuning in to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott. Right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, we got a great one dialed up for you. Uh, we're going to talk NFL this week. Uh, we have some, some big news taking place. Um, we had uh, Nick Chubb go down with that injury uh, Monday night. We also have, uh, we're, going to recap, uh, we're going to recap on our spotlight of games from last week. Breaking news, Cam Akers was just traded to the Minnesota Vikings. We're going to try to squeeze that in. I'm pretty sure we will. Got to talk to Sean Watson. Uh, also going to talk a lot of college football to, uh, tonight as well. Ladies and gentlemen, Colorado has their biggest test of the year against number 10 Oregon, uh, Florida State. Uh, Old Miss, Alabama. What's going on with them uh, for sure? We've got a, a lot of that, a lot of stuff dialed in for you, ladies and gentlemen, for sure. We've got our one-ticket segment, got our inbounds or out-of-bounds segment, and, of course, East Scott's entertainment segment uh, at the end of the show. So with that being said, let's bring in Mr. East Scott. Mr. East Scott, how are you doing this evening, my brother?
2: Look, I ain't going to say we back or nothing, because that implies that we back from something. If we're back from something, there's some checks you owe us, I expect the payment, nothing less or over. Yeah.
1: My man, my man. Way, up. Well,
3: I feel bad. <laughs> yeah.
1: All the way up, brother, all the way up. All right, great stuff, dear Ian, as always. Um, let's dive right into it, Ian, and I guess I want to talk about the uh, the, the Nick job, thing, the Nick Chobb. Um, uh, injury that took place. It was a nasty injury. He's out for the season. Um, they wind up signing, bringing back Kareem Hunt. I know you had posed a question um, about what this means for Jonathan Taylor, and Jonathan Taylor is holding—not well, holding out, but he's you know on that 4 games you know that four-game um, IR, if you will, because he didn't report, and then he's, he has that contract dispute. And we've been talking, you know, um, for the most part, a lot about the running backs and how much they're valued, or in this case, devalued. And a lot of running backs um, uh, are getting hurt e or, or they're they're sitting out for whatever reason. Saquon Barkley's out tomorrow night um, against the Niners with the ankle injury. But, A, hey, what's this mean to, for one, what does it mean for uh, the, the, uh, the Cleveland Browns and for Jonathan Taylor? Because you actually posed that question. So, but what, in your mind, what do you think it means to Jonathan Taylor? I'm saying when, when when Kareem Hunt went down, I was
2: like, if the Browns could package together an acceptable package, maybe they had a chance to get Johnson Taylor. I was looking Mm -hmm. at from that aspect, and then also from that aspect, and from Johnson Taylor, I think he made the correct business decision because I think the reason they can devalue the running back the way they do because there are so many running backs, The term we like to use, a plethora. There's a lot (laughs) of running backs, but if you think about it, running backs bring a lot to the game because without a decent run game, you, you don't really have a pass game. You don't need a guy that's going to break, you know, for 150 yards a game, but you do need a guy that's a threat. That way they got to account for him. They got to put eight in the box. I mean, I think the running back brings a lot to the game, but it's just so many of them and teams like to play running back, you know, by committee Because I said, I made a post yesterday too, I was like, this, the Kareem Hunt, Injury is a prime example of why you should properly compensate these dudes. Again, I'm mm-hmm. not saying back the race truck up to their house, but I mean you you gotta pay. I mean, look at the wear and tear, the physicalness that are put on their bodies. I mean, Deshaun Watson gets a two hundred and three million guarantee, and he absolutely mm-hmm. stunk it up the other night. Now. That's not – well, that is a judgment on him because he's nasty. But I'm just putting (laughs) on an indictment. That's not not an indictment on the quarterback position because the quarterback position is important. But I think the running back position is important too. Not as important as the quarterback. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying you can't keep underpaying these dudes because Nick Chubb's career might be over. Not just this yeah. either. That, yeah. that that injury was pretty significant. He might be done.
1: Yeah, for sure. E. I mean, that, I mean, I I didn't see it. E. Um, I saw that he get. Um, I saw when he went down and he didn't get back up and he was holding his leg. But I didn't see the actual hit. And I know they showed replay after replay after replay. I don't like to look at that stuff, man, because you know. Well, it's they kept showing.
4: It, it, it was like
3: they gave a disclaimer.
1: Yeah, this is too gruesome. Yeah, that's okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I when I heard, you know, the way uh, I think it was my wife, I forget who exactly who it was that, that said something, you know, was nasty. I didn't see it. I mean, I, all I did was I was looking at both games at the same time. There was two games on, and I turned away from that game when I saw, and I turned back. I saw that Nick Trev was down, holding his leg, and then I said, you know what? I, the way he looked and the way everyone came around him. I said I don't want to. I don't want to see that because it, it looked like it's. It, it looked like it sounded like it was something nasty that I didn't want to see. But nonetheless, yeah, I agree. I, I agree with you where you're coming from there as far as the compensation. But let me play a little devil's advocate here, E. And maybe this is why these teams aren't paying these running backs because they're going down in the fashion that they're going down, like the like you know, like Nick Chubb, um, like uh, Saquon Barkley, and, and Barkley just you know coming off of the deal that uh, you know. That um, he that he signed um, this off this past offseason, and went through that whole holdout. You know, for I think it was altogether it was about nine hundred thousand dollars. I think it was the the ultimate uh, the uh, the amount that he, he he got as far as the raise goes. Now, and we knew uh, Saquon Barkley had um, you know had injury problems, and that's you know and that plagued season not plagued this season. I don't want to say because he still has a season going on, but I think that you know. The Giants knew that, and they wanted to see him stay healthy. You know, they wanted to see him stay healthy for a significant period of time, and that's why they didn't pay him, you know, his money when he asked for it. And then they say they realized, listen, you know, in order for us to get you know where we want to be, we need this guy. So there was some incentive-laden stuff there. But, yeah, I, I kind of get where you're coming from, you know, as far as Jonathan Taylor there. Do these guys go? Now, I think his price just went up. If someone's trying to get a running back, um, obviously, Cleveland just signed Kareem Hunt. But if somebody wants a running back like a, like, the, like the Browns, they're, they're, that price is shot through the roof. So I, I don't see Jonathan Taylor going anywhere for, you know, less than, you know, first, third, you know, and, and maybe a, a significant it, player uh, as well. Wow. But, Here's the thing about it. It's kind of like a
2: catch-22 because – you're absolutely right. This is why teams won't pay these guys because like Chris and I went back and forth about this. The best ability is availability and you guys are absolutely mm-hmm. right. But you can put language in the contract. Hey, to get your money, you need to play X amount of games. I mean, they they put all kinds of incentives in there anyway about you need to get X amount of yards, this, this, and the third. So put put language in the contract saying, hey, you need to be healthy for these many games, you need to do these many snaps, you need to do this, this, and this. But just to straight up lowball these dudes, you know, Mm -hmm. when, when they're healthy, that's the part, that's why the guys hold out. And I get it from both sides, and and and. But I think that would be a, an acceptable compromise. Contract language, you know. Yeah. If you if you if you go down at the third game of the season, you out. Hey, we only owe you this amount. But if you play all seventeen games and you start this many and you do these many carries, take these many steps, we owe you this mm-hmm. amount.
1: I just think there's yeah. a compromise to be had. Yeah, and, but and then let's let's just say these running backs do stay healthy. Like, how valuable are these running backs to each team? You know, I'm gonna bring your son up because I believe your son was the one who went back <laughs> into, into the Super Bowl history and said, what was the last? You know, when was the last uh, running back that won a Super Bowl MVP?" And I think you had to go back all the way back to the Denver Broncos when Terrell Davis did Yeah, Terrell Davis. And as
2: far there, and yeah. I, was doing, I wasn't even born. <laughs> <laughs>
0: See, yeah, he I mean, I mean, he that's checked on
3: uh-huh.
0: he that one. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah. So
1: I'm, mean, I'm in agreement with him. I mean, that's that. It's it's so true. And then you see these running backs, and they they don't get the yards that they used to get. I mean, now it's a 17 game se- a season, and now these guys, if they rush over a thousand yards, if they get over a thousand yards. They seem like that's an accomplishment. I get it. it's a thousand yards. It's a milestone in some in some form or fashion. But let's say you know you play seventeen games and you rush for a thousand yards. I mean that's you know that's less than what I mean uh, less than hundred yards a game, obviously. But you know you you got to look at it in that aspect. Like how valuable are these guys? And then you 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 have these. These innovators and in, in play calling, like a Kyle Shanahan, like a um, like a Andy Reid, uh, who uses these uh, the running back, I mean the receivers as running backs. So it's like they're interchangeable, um, and, you know in that aspect where you know you can you can have a Debo Samuels, you can have a, um, a, a Tony, uh, I mean a Kavarius Tony for for this for the Chiefs, and other teams are implementing in that uh, in their in their play calling as well. So that's kind of you know lessening their value as well. So, yeah, I mean, I get where you're coming from me, but at the same time, it kind of goes back when we started, when when this whole thing started, you know, with Saquon Barkley, you know, with Galvin Cook, with, uh, at this point, Jonathan Taylor. So I know we can go on and on about this and back and forth about this. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. But what say you about, and then before we move on to our spotlighted or recap our spotlighted games, but what say you about the signing of Kareem Hunt, um, back with the, the Browns, and also uh, Cam uh, Cam Akers being traded to the Vikings.
2: Uh, I think it was a good move for the Browns to go out and get um, Kareem Hunt because, like I said, Deshaun Watson absolutely stunk it up the other night. He didn't look good mm-hmm. at all. And and with Chubb going down, Kareem Hunt is definitely a service for a running back. The Cam Akers trade, did that break late today?
1: Yeah, I just broke about maybe – Maybe like 30 minutes before we came on air. Yeah.
2: Okay. This this is the first I'm hearing of it. I, I I didn't you know realize that. But I mean you know hey these guys they they it's it's a lot of moving pieces and it seems like right now because you know normally a quarterback a starting quarterback is very rare that they even make it to free agency so they're not moving in season wide receivers. Sometimes they're moved. So at the skill positions, the running back seems to be the interchangeable piece that you can make moves
1: with. So, I mean, hey, I hope it
2: works out for everybody involved.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, the cam uh, cam makers broke a little bit. Uh, It was by Sheffy, so you know it's a reliable source. And um, it's for uh, they swapped to, uh, 2026 draft picks. They didn't specify whether it would be you know first round, second round. It, it just says 2026 draft picks are swapping. I don't know Whether it's We got we can look into you know into where they they picked there. It could be a late round. Uh, I'm thinking with Cam Akers is probably a you know late round pick in, in my opinion. I don't think he's worth all that much to be honest. With No disrespect, brother. But um, yeah, I'm thinking it's something late there. But yeah, I, I think. The kareem hunt thing I mean kareem Hunt did a great um an excellent job of of holding you know sticking to his guns, if you will, holding out because he had other opportunities where he could have gone and signed i don't know if he i don't know if he saw this how he saw it, but um he went back to where you know he's more comfortable with he's been there. And now he's going to be the main guy for the most part. I know they have, was, uh, I think the guy named Ford, that had an excellent game. Uh, as, but I think Kareem Hunt, once he knocks that rust off, he's going to be, you know, RB1. And, uh, and I think it, that will give him a good look. I think that's still going to be a one-two punch. Not a Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, one-two punch, but a decent one-two punch nonetheless. Now, E, before before we get into before we get into our, our, our um our uh, Spotlighted Games recap. I have to ask you about my man Deshaun Watson, man, speaking of the Browns. Deshaun Watson, man, I'm watching him Monday night. Deshaun Watson, uh, I mean, he's looking pretty good. Don't get me wrong. He's not, you know, he still has a ways to go. But to me, it seems like he just needs help, man. He needs a couple more receivers or at least one more receiver out there. An Agent Amari Cooper can't be your best receiver out there, man, um, uh, for sure. Then obviously they lose Nick Chubb. What do they say, man? I mean, you, you, we know Mike Evans was on the trading block. We know uh, at one point uh, T Higgins that, that marriage might have been, you know, reconciled. We have to have him having this two touchdown game last week. But what say you about the Browns getting this guy help, man? Because I think if he gets the right, if he gets the right receivers, man, he can take off and have an MVP type caliber season. But what say you about Deshaun Watson?
2: It it is a little different to to me, K-Walt, because um, he missed Amara Cooper a bunch of times. Amara was open, and they had a bit of a little tiff over on the sideline. But you're absolutely right. Amara Cooper, and old Amara Cooper can't be your your best receiver on the team if you expect Mm -hmm. to do things. But um, with him making all the money... I don't know if they have money to go get, it, get a receiver. I mean, it's yeah. kind of it's it's a, it's a tough situation. He needs some help on that offensive line, too. Yeah. I mean, cuz like, yeah, he don't have anybody to throw to, but even if he did, would he have time? I mean, I just don't know. To me, he just didn't look good the other night to me. But you know, maybe those are some problems that can be fixed.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. You sh- you saw the the signs that he has the ability it looked like he was running for, for for his life for the most part of the game, and I think that's kind of you know threw his timing off with Amari Cooper and with the other receivers as well is because maybe he's not you know confident with that offensive line because he has to look at that offensive line he has to look at that protection before he can look downfield and and you know by the time he looked downfield. You know when Marv Cooper was open, you know his timing was off, his mechanics were off. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm making excuses. I know you're not supposed to make excuses in the game of football, but I'm coming to my man's defense because he is my third favorite quarterback in in the NFL right now, behind Brock Purdy and Deshaun, uh, Deshaun uh, I mean, behind Lamar Jackson. Excuse me. So yeah, I'm defending this guy. I know what he's done. I don't care what even, he does. He deals. even ahead, though he's has- nasty. I was just going. <laughs> as I was just getting that I said okay what he did what he did off the off the field he, we always say it's not it's, it's it's the art not the artist all right we always say that okay, okay. so know, I'm talking know, about the, I'm talk I'm talking about the art of the uh, of Deshaun Watson not the artist. whatever he does off the court I mean the off the field is his own business but on the field I think that's what it is and I'm coming to his defense on this man you give him you give him the right weapons man I mean he can really shine He's he's shown that, you know, when he was in Houston, and, and you know, and he had, uh, you know, D-Hop at one point. So, you know, when well, you give him the right receiver, man, he, he can make some plays. But uh, let's see what the Browns do. Uh, tough loss uh, Monday night against the Steelers. Uh, I thought they had that game won, meaning the Browns, but uh, nonetheless the Steelers were at home. They fed off of that crowd, and uh, and um, ultimately, uh, you know, they pulled it out. All right, E, let's – um. Let's get into our uh, recap of our, our spotlight of games. Just three games here, man, that I want to talk about. And um, the first game I want to talk about, we have Ms. Princess Cooper holding, and uh, she, wants to, she wanted to chime in on this. And we're going to talk about the Cowboys and, and, and the Jets right now. And one of the questions that I pose, ladies and gentlemen, is that are the Cowboys for real? Are they for real? I know they played, you know, they played the Giants beat them 40 to nothing. You know, they they they, they played the Jets uh without Aaron Rodgers. So, you know they played with a Zach um with a Zach Wilson. So, you know, they kind of and I'm not taking anything away from them. They beat them 30 uh, 30 to 10. I mean, the Cowboys beat the Jets. E, I want to get, give me your thoughts and opinions. I'm going to bring in uh, Princess Cooper uh, as well and give her thoughts and opinions on her Cowboys. Um, but what say you about this game and also, E, are the Cowboys for real or are they just, you know, they just took advantage of, of two, um, two bad teams, if you will?
2: No, we, we're going to start with that question.
1: Are they for real?
2: Mm-hmm. I'm okay. going to say, okay, well, through two games, they are definitely for real. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give them the thumbs up because Michael Parsons through two games is the best player in football. If football had a Heisman, he was at, he's at the top of the Heisman list. Um, I would say MVP, but we both know MVP is a, is a quarterback trophy. rare mm-hmm. rarely, they give it to a non quarterback, but right now through two games, Michael Parsons is the best player in football. And yes, the Giants are terrible, but the Cowboys beat them 40 to nothing. I mean, even yeah. when you're terrible, you should score a touchdown and get a field goal or something. <laughs> so that that was good. And now, um, yes, the Jets were without a. a. Ron. You know, they've lost him for what we thought was the season, but now he said he's going to listen to some Dolphins and he should be back in 12 weeks. I don't know what <laughs> any of that means. But – I think with the way they played there tonight, they beat the Jets even with aaron. So yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say the Cowboys are for real at least
1: through two games. Okay, good stuff. I'll get my thoughts in the pens, and I'll bring in Princess Cooper in to clean it up and then give her time to talk about her Cowboys. But um, you know what, I, I have I tend to agree with you. I mean, you obviously look at the score, forty to nothing, and then thirty to ten. You know the Giants. You know they're the Giants are the Giants. I mean, look what they did last week, you know, against the Cardinals, who I believe, ladies and gentlemen, my bold prediction is that the Cardinals will go winless this season. Um, they had to come back, and the Giants <laughs> had to come back against the uh, against the Cardinals. They just don't have any help over there. I mean, they have James Conner, and that's about it. I mean, they treated for Dobbs, Joshua Dobbs. And... Go ahead. That,
2: that game real quick K Somebody made a phone call from the booth down to the sideline. Hey, did y'all forget we taking? We want Cain to lose on UNC. Yeah, you can't be out here winning games. So at that point, they went ahead and laid down, and the Giants <laughs> came back and won because okay. somebody made a call because they outplayed the Giants in that football game. Indeed. The score didn't reflect that because the, the right. Giants came back and won the game. But the Cardinals outplayed them. But somebody said, hey, man, let me remind y'all, we're tanking for Caleb Williams. Now, what we yeah. want to do is show him, because, you know, his dad said we won't go to a bad team. They show, mm-hmm. well, we're going to show Justin up to show, hey, man, we got pieces. We just need you. But we can't be mm-hmm. winning games in the same breath. So I think right. that's what happened with that game. All right.
1: All right. Yeah, they can either be canceling the season and call it cancel for Caleb, but or they can go another route and shut it down for Shador. <laughs> that's another route they can go <laughs> as well. <laughs> that's another route as well. But yeah, I think you know. Look at the cow. I give the, the Cowboys' defense all, all the credit um, in those two wins. I mean, obviously, you, you know, you lay a goose egg in the NFL. You, you're playing really good defense. Ten points against the Jets with no, you know, whether Zach Wilson, who obviously isn't the answer for for the uh, for the Jets. I mean, I guess if you if you play bad teams and you're a really good team and you're a for real team, you beat those teams like that. I, I guess I, I can't argue with that. You know, there's, you, know the, you know the numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie. I watch both games and and I see Michael Parsons flying all over the place, man. And I agree with you. He, there he is the best player, and um, you know maybe he's up there with Patrick Mahomes. But if you know if you had a vote and if you could put him as the best player, I, I would give him the vote. You know, at least the first two weeks because he's playing outstanding. He's always flying all over the place. He's coming from the left side, the right side, and the middle as well. So I agree with that. With that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say that the Cowboys. Right now are for real. We're going to see them in a couple of weeks against the uh, the, the 49ers, and that's a true test right there uh, for sure. But let, let's bring in uh, Princess Cooper here. Uh, who's our CEO of Never Had It So Good Sports Radio? Uh, you can catch her on a plethora of shows, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> on Monday nights. At the, I mean, she's everywhere. Monday nights, Tuesday nights, and uh, tomorrow night uh, she goes she yep. sports with Brittany Jones at 7 p.m. right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Um, she's a die-hard Cowboys fan, and she says so she texted me this morning and said. Um, uh, I love your topics. I want to come in. I said, absolutely. She asked me if she could come on. Like, Princess, are you serious with that? Yeah. <laughs> are you serious with that? But thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing tonight, my lady?
4: I am doing fine. And, again, audience, the best radio show. Talking about sports in America. I love this show. I wish I had oh, two you. hours just to listen and then go back. and yeah. I actually listened to the replay. So, gentlemen, nice. thank you. Appreciate um you. A lot of good things here. First, um, I don't know who's had more heart heartache, the Jets or the Cowboys. I would yeah, assume right. probably the, the Jets, but how awful is that? I still am just crazy at how New York and New Jersey and the whole area was going crazy about Aaron Rodgers, and he lasts ninety three seconds. Um, wow! But to say if the Cowboys were for real, as a fan, I'm I'm always so cautious. But I like what I see, games one and two. And Michael Parsons is, you know, I'm in love with him and how he is, you know, just everywhere on that defense. I also want to give a shout-out to Dan Quinn, who I think is doing an excellent job. And I I want, though, Dak Prescott to stay stay healthy, and I want him not to throw as many interceptions. And I don't know if I talked about it with you all, but I, I saw it somewhere on ESPN, you know Josh Allen threw more interceptions than Dak Prescott but Jack Prescott gets a bad rap and yeah. you know I'm you know I'm not sure about what he's going to do but they all they look good on offense and defense and I wanted to see what they did against the Jets defense um and the last thing is, is that I struggle Eric and Kevin with my fandom for the Cowboys because I can't stand Jerry Jones and he continues okay. to, to disappoint me yeah. but yeah. I'm going to continue to to root for my Cowboys, and I have circled that game against the 49ers because I do think that's a heat check. That's a heat check because I like Brock Purdy. But I just wanted to Mm -hmm. comment on that. You know, um, I really looked at the Jets game because I wanted to see how they handle Fox and everybody else, and I thought they looked good, um, offensively and defensively. And I may almost have to give the, the head coach, which I can't even remember his name now, the Cowboys, some kudos for letting go. <laughs> <laughs> and she
0: actually knew, looking like knew. a legit.
4: Yeah, I just don't want to call his name. I'm yeah. sorry, Eric. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, he I I've never liked him, but they actually look like they have a little continuity of late and I'm gonna see where, where we land with all of this. But I had to comment.
1: All right, appreciate that, appreciate that. And you know what, and and it's going to be a lot to be said. A lot of Cowboy fans are going to have a lot to talk about after this week, and I'm going to tell you why. One, it's going to see, you know, how the 49ers perform against the Giants tomorrow night. If the 49ers yep. lose to them, beat them, barely beat them, give up points or whatever, the Cowboy fans, are. we blew them out, we blew them out, we blew them out. But what All happens, y'all but it's have going to, to,
4: to be- do is let them get two, one touchdown. Yeah,
1: you know a field goal, you field goal or safety, you know whatever, and and you know you guys, you guys didn't you know, score a point on us. I get that, and then on top of that, everything, ladies and gentlemen, is the Cowboys play the Arizona Cardinals this week. Lord have mercy. The rich, I mean, y'all just, you know, y'all, y'all are hungry and y'all just keep on eating and y'all keep getting all of these free meals right now. But I think that buffet may close soon for you guys. That buffet may shut down soon for you guys. But you guys are eating well. well I'm going right yeah, to ride it until out. Yeah. I'm going to ride it out until the wheels fall that's off. That's right. Supposed to that's do. right. <laughs> <laughs> have a
4: great rest of the show, John. All right. Thank I you so you much. For Thank yourself. you. All right. all right.
1: All right. Take care now. All right. Again, that's Princess Cooper, our CEO right here. I've never had a so good sports radio. Again, ladies and gentlemen, you can catch it tomorrow night. Um, she knows sports right here at 7 p.m. with her and Brittany Jones. Um, great topics uh, there for sure. Te- check that out uh, if you have the time. All right. Uh, that's What we're going to do is uh, we're going to take our first break here. When we come back, I want to talk about the Saints and the Panthers and also want to talk 49ers and Rams. Uh, a couple of games that you know were, were tighter than, than Eric and I would have wanted them to be, uh, but uh, they pulled him out Nonetheless, We're going to give our thoughts and opinions on that, and then uh, plus we'll, uh, we'll we'll get into it. I want to ask uh, E. Scott, his most surprising 2 oh, and 2 team, and it's a most surprising 2-0 and oh, team as well. we got a presser, ladies and gentlemen, laid out for you. Again, you are tuning in to Sports Talk with K. Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio.
2: Hey, guys, this is Jaquan J. Kelly, a.k.a. Jamel I. Reese, master killer of Wu-Tang
0: and American Saga on Hulu. You're listening to Sports Talk with K. Walton E. Scott. They're taking a quick break, and they'll be right back. Your skin isn't just skin.
4: It's a beautiful reflection of every single thing you've been through in life. Which is why Dove Body Wash renews your skin's ceramides and strengthens it against dryness. For instantly softer smoother skin you can lovingly embrace renew the love for your skin
2: with dove body wash camp is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work let's put it all together we built from the ground up you know our cliche is it all starts up front once again start stance hand placement hand separation get offs, counter moves A little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com.
0: Do you have any unwanted pests in your home or commercial building? Well, Wolfson Termite and Pest Control LLC can rescue you. We specialize in bed bugs termites, rodents, and so much more. Just call Wilson Termite and Pest Control LLC at 803-764-2461 in Columbia, South Carolina and Charlotte, North Carolina metro area. We're open eight to five weekdays and by appointment on Saturday. We strive to provide complete care for our customers. Visit our website at www.wilsonpestcontrolsc.com. That's Wilson Termite and Pest Control, LLC. We're your family-friendly and environment-friendly pest control company. Bad boys, bad boys, what
5: you gonna do? What you gonna do when we come for you? Never
1: Welcome back. Welcome back to Sports Talk with K-Walk. And E. Scott, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us, uh, we were talking uh, Nick Chubb, uh, that injury that took place Monday night. We're talking to Sean Watson as well, and we were giving our thoughts and opinions. We're recapping our spotlighted games. Uh, we started with uh, the Cowboys and the Jets, and we also had uh, Princess Cooper, our CEO of Never Had It So Good Sports Radio, join us. Thank you so much again, Princess. Always a pleasure. And please, Princess. Do not ask to come on our show. You are more than welcome. You know the code. The code is three four seven six three seven three two eight six. That gate is always open for you. All right. All right, E, uh let's talk about um our next spotlight of games that we had last week and that's uh your Saints and, and, and Panthers, man. Watching that game and um you know what, I have to I have to let everyone know. If you don't already know, look, I, I like the Saints, man. I, I really like the Saints. I was I was big on Derek Carr, but Derek Carr is starting to, to bother me
3: just a little
1: bit, just a little bit. And I'm not even a Saints fan, ladies and gentlemen. But I'll let E. Scott talk about that game, what he took out of it, and uh, what he, he expects the Saints and what they need to do and what he expects the Saints to do moving forward uh, for sure. But what we'll say you about that game, brother? Well,
2: I think we're going to look a lot better once we get –
1: I so I've,
3: never,
2: I've never been too high on, but ship you and Ship both keep trying to sell me on him. And he, mm-hmm. he has flashes of looking good. Then he has flashes of thinking it up. But I think a lot of it is Dennis Allen, our head coach, the play calling. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that game had no business being as close as it was. It's almost like when we took the lead late, we gave up. And let them come down and score a touchdown. I mean, it's just we didn't play good football for forty-eight. I mean, for um, for sixty minutes, we only played good football for about forty-eight minutes, and we can't have that. I mean, because a better team would have won that game. I mean, Bryce Young looks good, but he's a rookie, and that's an advantage that we had over him. But we made a lot of mistakes in that game. I mean, again, I think we're going to win the division by default. So we got to get better if we plan on, you know, going any further.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said there, you know, and I'm watching this game and, and, and I'm looking at it. Like I said, I, there were two games on, on Monday night. I had one on one screen and one on the other screen. I'm just going back and forth. And and I'm looking at it, and I didn't realize Jamal Williams was hurt. Uh, but the uh, I think someone, I a mean, young kid stepped up. Was it? Is it – Was it uh, I forget who the guy did. The one kid stepped up. The one young man stepped up from you when, and Jamal uh, Williams' absence. But um, he did an excellent job there. Um, there was a couple plays where I thought Derek Carr just missed Olave, um, Olave um, and yeah, and, and I was frustrated because the reason why I was so frustrated is because with everything you said is that me and, uh, you know, our good buddy Ship, um, you, know, you know, try to sell you on him and thinking he was, you know, he was good. I still believe in, in, in Derek Carr. I think he's still the right fit, but you made a great point. I think his game will be, get a lot better once Alvin Kamara returns. He's going to miss the next two games, and once he's back – you know, hopefully he can knock that rust off sooner than later because we all know there's going to be rust there anytime you sit out four games. There's going to be rust there, and but I, I believe in, in Derek Carr. I mean, they got a tough one. We'll get into we'll get into that spotlight. It. They got a tough one um, with the Packers. They're going into Green Bay, going into Lambeau. Again, we'll talk about that. But yeah, I think there's obviously there's some there's some cleaning up that they have to do. I think every team is, is going to say that they have some cleaning up to do at this point. But I, I like them, man. They're two and zero right now. They're Exactly where I expected them to be uh, at this point in the season when we were doing our predictions. So um, yeah, and that defense. As long as they have that defense, you know, Derek Carr can make one mistake. I don't can't give him too many more than that, but one mistake there. Hey, let me ask you about this, because I really thought they were going to get away from this, but I guess it's, it's just going to be, a, as long as he's on the team, it's going to be a that, barns, that part of their real offense. Nonsense. There Yeah, you go. Yeah, how do you feel about
2: that, brother? <laughs> I hate it. I hate <laughs> okay. it, because when Jason Hill comes into the game, everybody in America knows what the play is. I mean, yeah. if I can see it from home, I know a D.C. can see it from on the field. I mean, yeah, they do have them throwing every now and then, but 98% of the time, he's about to run it. Not even a read option, he's going to be yeah. the one to run it. And when Dennis Allen first got the job, he said the Taste of Hill experiment was over.
3: Right.
2: Well, maybe Gail made a call. Maybe Gail Benson, our owner, maybe she likes it. Because somebody, because I, I distinctly remember him saying the Taste of experiment is over. But yet mm-hmm. still... We tried him out there five or six times a game. Yes, are. I hate. I I, yeah. I hate to see him. Well, I don't mind him coming to the game, but when he lines up at quarterback, I just get frustrated. <clears throat> Line him up at tight end. Get him the ball in other ways. Get him the ball, and I'm putting up the air quotes. Get him the ball in space. Because I'm, I'm really, I mean, I've been hearing that in football for years, and I'm still not really sure what it means because it seems to mean different things for different players. But anyway. Get him the ball in his face and let him do something. <laughs> Don't line him up at quarterback. Yeah, and,
1: and, and the thing about it, I, I believe he was a quarterback in um in college. I believe at BYU. Yeah, he was at BYU. A yeah, at he was. And BYU okay. Yeah, he, so I mean, I, I get what, where he's coming from. He has athletic ability. He can throw the ball. Obviously, he can run. He can even catch the ball in his backfield. I mean, is that? What you want to see him just be? I mean, I guess you don't. He doesn't really have a natural position, um, if I'm looking at him. But if I'm an offensive coordinator, I mean, I guess you know, I wouldn't put him in. A, I mean, I guess you can. I get why they're using him the way that they're using him. But if he's just going to strictly run the ball, that's really not you know not fooling anyone. If you allow him to you know run the ball, you know fake run, you know run pass option, throw that in there then yes, and then that's giving you an advantage. But if he's just taking the ball from the center and just running straight, I mean, you can get, do that with a running back, you know, uh, w- with anyone there. I mean, but just be more creative is what I'm saying, when I'm, what yeah, I'm,
3: he, when I'm getting at.
1: Cor-
2: he's not Cordell Stewart.
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So, yeah, so he's a Swiss Army knife, but use him better. In in my opinion, so uh, so good stuff there. Um, again, we'll get into uh, the the uh, the Saints who they, they face the Packers. We'll get into that in our uh, when we preview uh, Week Three's games. Next game here is um, my San Francisco Forty ers went into uh, SoFi. They call it North. Uh, I mean, they, they call it the Forty ers of the North because when they go into that stadium, it, it's it's a sea of red. It's a sea of red. But that game was tight for the Forty Um They were down seventeen ten. Um, right before half, the, the 49ers came down and scored on a quarterback sneak and uh, in the end zone, tied it up 7-7, seven, 17-17, seven, uh, excuse me. And then, you know, they took control in the second half. Um, but I don't know how much of this game that you, you, you watched, you got to CE, but um, what say you about this game and what it means for, for both teams? Because a lot of people saying that, you know, uh, that the Rams – Look better than um, than a lot of people expect them to. They have a young rookie, I think his name is Pua, whatever his name is, a young rookie who has he caught 20 passes um, Sunday against the uh, the 49ers. Uh, but what we'll say you about the 49ers and also the Rams in in this particular game?
2: Well, with the exception of Aaron Donald,
1: the Rams to me are a terrible football team.
2: Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, a team like the 49ers, they play down to their opponent's level. I mean, you, you see it in pretty much all the sports because the 49ers are a great football team. They're one of the best teams mm-hmm. in the NFC, but they didn't look like it on Sunday. Yeah. But I think that's more based on their opponent. You know how they say you give for your opponent? But many, many times we've seen teams play down. To their opponent as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, like I said, with the exception of Aaron Donald, the Rams. I mean, I I know because when did, when did they get Cooper Cup back?
1: Don't know. He's they don't have a timetable for him. To be honest with you, they don't have okay, a timetable. Okay, well then they
2: time. yeah then, then yeah they're gonna be terrible for a while. until they recognize that situation. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, but, like, you know, it's any given Sunday. That's the great thing about football because, you know, we've often said in basketball, you got to beat me four out of seven times. And if you beat me four out of seven times, 99% of the time you are the better team. However, in football, it is just one game. The better team does not always win. I mean, due to circumstances or whatever, whatever. But yeah, I think that was the case of um, um, you know just luck on the part of the Rams,
1: a punchy yeah. chance, if you will. Yeah, yeah. And I'm watching this game. I was like, you know, as I always do. You know, I'm dialed into this game, and and I'm and I'm watching and I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, they they can move the ball. I, I think sometimes. I think you're right. Yeah, I think. When when the 49ers feel as though they can they can beat a team, um, uh, they can beat a team. Then what will happen is ultimately is that um, you know they'll play down to. Them. Um, they, they will play down to them, and with, with this this game here, man. I mean Brock Purdy, he didn't throw a touchdown pass, and that's his first. That's the first time he hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in all of his starts. Um, you know he went 17, 25, 205, 206 yards, whatever the case may be, and he missed a lot of you know, not a lot, but he missed about three deep shots there. You know he missed one to uh, to to, to uh, Jawan Jennings, one to Debo. I think he missed one to uh, Brandon Ayuk as well. Um, but, you know, I think he has to work on his deep ball uh, for sure. If there's any flaw in his game, it's the deep ball. But he hasn't really had to throw too many deep balls, um, you know, in his, before, in his start, starts because what the 49ers love to do, but they love to get the ball to their playmakers, you know, uh, short and allow them to be the Yak brothers, as they call them, yards after catch, um, and allow them to do their thing. And that's what the, that's what ultimately the offense um, is uh, designed to do, is just, you know, create, you know, get the ball short and uh, and turn into a, a long play, a big play for uh, for sure. But I think, you know, I think he's going to clean that up, uh, meaning Brock Purdy. Uh, the defense was, you know, a little shaky there, man, I mean, because that young rookie, um uh, was I mean, Matt Stafford was just you know, just feasting off of that. The forty ers kept giving him uh kept giving him, you know, those short routes. I think he had uh, I believe he had like uh let me just see he had fifteen catches. I'm sorry I said twenty earlier for hundred and forty seven yards. Um uh Pua, uh Noku, uh he uh, he's a BYU guy, um, you know, of a, of a, a rookie B, uh, receiver there. So I mean that's a young guy that everyone's going to have to watch out for, man. He He's going to catch a lot. He's a possession receiver at best. He catches the short, but he gets open, and, and he makes it happen. I think he broke the record for the most catches um in first two games as a you know as a rookie but you know when you're catching them five or six yards you now downfield consistently then I think I could go in there and break that record to be perfectly honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean I think the Forty ers um kind of play down to I yeah, I agree with you there. Um they have another game they have the next game you know, which is tomorrow night. We'll get into that uh for sure. Uh the next game E I wanted to talk about uh I guess well I I was expecting Either K or uh, or uh, or ship to be on, but so uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll get to our next uh, topic here, and that is e our most surprising teams. There there there's 0 and two teams, in my opinion, that are surprising to me, and there are two or two teams that are 2 and 0 that are surprising to me as well. But what say you about your most surprising? Uh, let's start with the 2 and 0 teams. It's the most surprising 2 and 0 team uh, for you. Based on the schedule
2: Well, I was going to say the Cowboys But no, I knew they were going to beat the Giants And the Jets without A. A. Ron So I won't really say they're surprising uh, Miami Because of tour's availability Because I had I had the Bills Winning that division And with A. Mm-hmm. A. Ron, probably the Jets in second But with A.A. Ron going down And Josh Allen, I was thinking it up I'm gonna say Miami <laughs> because Miami has won both games on the road. That that okay. that's surprising me. So my most surprising two 0 game, I'm gonna go with the Dolphins.
1: Okay, all right, good stuff. I, you know what? I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with uh, with Kay's, uh Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Man, you know they beat the Vikings uh, the, the first game, and I, I really thought the uh, that was the first game. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, they they beat the Vikings. Let me uh, just go back real quick. And just look at it here. I believe it was the Vikings. I I believe I had the Vikings winning that game. Uh, Let me just go back real quick here. Yes, the Vikings. They beat them 20-17. So... Um, I, I didn't expect them to 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 win that game, and then I didn't expect them to look as as good as they look. And then Baker Mayfield, you know, is looking pretty good, and that defense um, as well is is looking pretty good. E. And then they, the the following week, you know, they uh, they wind up beating the uh, the Bears, which. I can see that happen. I think I had them beating the Bears in the second week when we did our over-under, you know, when we did that, uh, you know, in the, in the preseason. So I'm not surprised at that, but I'm just surprised that they beat the Vikings the way they did this. I want to say, you know, the, the Buccaneers are my uh, surprising 2-0 and team. Now, E, surprising 0-2 team right now um, for you. Uh, who do you have on your list? That was pretty easy. That's Joe Cool. Yeah. I did yeah. not
2: think
3: Cincinnati
1: <laughs> was
2: he and two. I mean I mean Joe they just bagged the bring up truck to Joe Barrow's house. Right. And you know they say when you get your money you don't play well. But I mean, mm. he's taking not playing well to another level. And if they don't <laughs> get if they don't get him an offensive line, he's gonna be down there with, with what you say with the Arizona Cardinals. They're not gonna win the game. 'Cause they there's trouble over there. And it's not all his fault, but he definitely needs an offensive line. But I'm shocked that they're in the hole 0 and 2.
1: Yeah, he, and and, and you know, he's coming off of that calf injury, and it looks like that he may not be available for this week's game against the Rams. And and the Rams are a team, you know, who you know a lot of people feel, and they feel like they're they're an improved team. They're a lot better than you know people are giving them credit for. So that's going to be interesting that. To see that game, I will be dialing. It's a Monday night game, so a lot of people are going to be dialing into that for sure. Uh, but um, I want to see how they bounce back, and they're saying Joe Cool may not be available, so we're, we're going to see exactly how that wo- how that works out. And then in the beginning of the season, T. Higgins wasn't. Wasn't too happy with his contract. He requested an extension. Um, you know, they, you know, the owners did what they normally do. They shrugged it off, you know, go out there and play. You know, last week he had a great game. He had two touchdowns. So, you know, all is well right now for, for T Higgins, but this team is still 0 and 2 nonetheless. So I'm with you here, Ian. I'm, I'm saying that the Bengals are the most surprising 0 and 2 team. Just let me add another question on to this, Ian. Can and will they, let me say will they, Dig themselves out of this hole and make the playoffs.
2: Right now, I'm going to say no, because like I said, if they don't get Joseph some help on that offensive line, they they'll be lucky to finish above 500. So no, and I I don't see because you got to figure Baltimore is probably going to win that division, mm-hmm. and Pittsburgh is probably not up for a wild card. Cleveland, you know, on that asking them. They're not probably, uh, yeah, I don't see the wild card coming out of the division. So I'm going to go no at this point. Now, that's not saying that they're not going to write the ship, and I could be wrong because, you know, we're only at, on, on going into week three. So it's really tough to tell. But right now, today, you ask me that question. I'm going to say no. Playoffs are. Playoffs? Are you kidding me? <laughs> playoffs. Yeah. No, I, I don't right. see it.
1: All right, good stuff, man. You 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 gonna stop messing up with my man uh, D. Watt, man, and, and calling him nasty, man. I mean, you know, Kenny <laughs> Jackson can't, yeah.
2: walk, can't walk you nasty. He is <laughs> now if he would go if he would come out and go ahead and take the L and say he did it and show some contrition, I wouldn't be so hard on him. But he keeps saying he ain't do nothing wrong. He,
1: you know he did he signed those checks, man, so he he's kind of in mission right there. I miss he signed those checks, so that's kind of admit <laughs> you know it's, it's kind of like saying you know no contest. I know if he pleads, no contest <laughs> if you that's where he that's his, that's his plea, and he's sticking to it man but yeah man i, I agree man I, I think this this team is it's gonna be hard to get out of this hole man they again they they got the Rams this week. They have the Titans, which is a very winnable game, but that's a winnable game if Joe Cool, as you like to call him, um, is a uh, is healthy and i don't i don't know if if he's going to be healthy man cuz that calf strain is nothing to play i don't care what sport you play ladies and gentlemen um you could play you could play golf and have a calf strain uh, a calf strain a calf and it still will hinder your uh you know hinder your game uh for sure um i don't care you know again because it's so much that you use you don't realize you know how much you need that calf muscle uh you know to you know to um to perfect your craft, if you will. And especially playing a quarterback, <laughs> like he mentioned, behind that offensive line, you expect him to do a lot of running, uh, to be honest with you. So uh, it's going to see how, how, you know, how long he's going to be out, if he's going to be out. Doesn't look good for him right now because uh, he was limping in that game, uh, the last game. So uh, let, let's see how that uh, that plays out. But I'm in with, agreement with you, man. Uh, even though it's a 17-game series, uh, season, excuse me, I just think that um, – this division, you can't fall behind too far because this division is kind. Of, it's very par- there's a lot of parity in this division. You know, you got the, the you got the Rams as you mentioned. You got the Steelers. You got the Browns, and they're all going to beat each, beat one another up uh, for sure. And then they're going to win te- win games outside of the division as well. So keep your eye on this AOC North because it's arguably the best division uh, in the uh, um, in in the league right now. You know, NFC East uh, fans may say otherwise, but you know, but it, but I, I think it's the most competitive. Let's put it that way, uh, for sure. And that's just not the fan base. I'm talking about the teams itself, uh, ladies and gentlemen. All right, uh, good stuff there. All right, what we're going to do here is we're going to grab our next break. When we come back, uh, I want to dive into our uh, preview. We're going to preview our spotlighted games. For week three in the NFL, starting tomorrow night with 49ers and Giants. Then we will get into some college football. Some great games, some great matchups. We got Colorado, Oregon, FSU, Florida. I mean, FSU, Clemson, Old Miss, Alabama. Alabama is not the same Alabama, ladies and gentlemen. Ohio State, Notre Dame, Iowa, and, and Penn State. Uh, we're going to definitely dive into that. Give these thoughts and opinions uh, for sure. Uh, and then uh, I think we'll, we'll uh, get into our segments as well, time permitting. All right, uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into Sports Talk with Kay Walk and E. Scott, Never Had It So Good Sports Radio.
0: You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? then John Robinson Tile, LLC, is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tiles. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at dot 2com Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J.Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's JohnRobinsonTileTheNumber2.com Take your football game to the next level with the National Youth Football League. The National Youth Football League is powered by former NFL players and great coaches across the United States. They provide student-athletes with opportunities to play football year-round. Spring leagues in the greater Triangle area are now forming for ages 5 to 18. To pre-register, log on to NationalYouthFootballLeague.com. That's NationalYouthFootballLeague.com. Carolina, greetings from music recording artist Marcus Allen. Our accountants at Javis Tax Service won the state's best tax office in the state. They're open year-round to serve you. From Columbia's only drive through office, give them a call, 803-419-1001. That's 803-419-1001.
1: And we are back, and again, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't already know, you're tuning to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E-Scott right here. on never had it so good, sports radio. Uh, before the break, ladies and gentlemen, we were uh, giving our most surprising 0-2 teams and surprising 2-0 teams, and uh, recapped um, uh, recapped our, uh, our spotlighted games from last uh, for last week as well. Uh, I want to dive into our spotlight of games this week. I have three of them here on the board, actually four on the board uh, for sure. And I want to talk about uh, tomorrow night's game, E, and that's uh, that's the uh, the New York Giants versus my San Francisco Forty Nineers. Uh, the Giants are going into they're banged up a little bit. They got four starters out, including Saquon Barkley. They got a couple of old linemen out as well. 49ers maybe without their number one receiver uh, Brandon Ayuk with a shoulder injury, it'll be a game time decision. Um, It's in Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, uh, first home game for the 49ers. uh, About time. Good grades traveling all over the country within two weeks. But E, um, how do you see this game playing out? And um, can the 49ers uh, show dominance on this team like the the Cowboys put on put on them in Week One? Would say you. Well, I'm hoping this is a situation
2: that when well, the 49ers don't play down like I think they did last week. I mean, because the Giants are terrible with Saquon. Without Saquon, I don't know I don't know how they're going to look because so that Dandy Dives is, is, is awful. And and the Giants don't really have a true number one receiver. They actually have a receiver by committee. So we'll see how that looks. So, yeah, I'm expecting a big win from San Fran tomorrow night.
1: Yeah, he, as a, as a 49er fan, you know, you 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 say to yourself, you know, you expect these games, this type of game to be uh a, a, it's a winnable game obviously. Yeah, it's still quite, you know, if it's a bunch about that. But you don't want them to be caught up like you mentioned as far as you know playing down to the composition because and also you mentioned as well any given Sunday or in this case any given Thursday. And it could be a trap game for, you know, you know for the 49ers. And you know, looking at looking at their, um, you know, their schedule next week, because sometimes teams can look past, uh, you know, other teams, you know, they got, oh, well, they have Arizona the following week, but then they have the Cowboys, uh, you, know, the, that, you know, that, you know, that week after thereafter, but with this 49ers team, I think they, they're going to realize they have, some, they have some work to do. And especially, you know, with Brock Purdy, we mentioned earlier, I mentioned earlier some of the throws that he didn't make, uh, you know, uh, last week, you know, he wants to get better. And he's saying that, you know, obviously that was his worst game he played. You know, that's good to hear. Uh, he's uh, and ladies and gentlemen, that when your quarterbacks, you know, if that's the worst game he played and they still wind up winning the game, you know, by – 10 or 7. He should have been 10. I don't know what was going on with that last second field goal. I don't know if, if Sean McVay has some money on the game or not. You know, we don't know. But that's neither here nor there With there's another conversation for another day. But, yeah, I, I think this is a game for the 49ers. They have to go out there and be who they are. If they if they are who they are and they come out there and they execute, I think this um, they, they should win convincingly. I'm not going to say 40 nothing. I'm not going to be cocky or anything like that by any stretch. You know, I'll, I'll take a, you know, I'll take a 27 to, to 10 win. I don't, you know, I don't care if they give up points. You know, we don't have anything to prove to the Cowboys until we play them. I know Prentice is out there still listening, so we don't have anything to prove to the Cowboys until we play them in week five. Um, but, yeah, I, I, expect them to go, I expect them to go out there and be who they are, Meaning the 49ers. Um, take advantage of, you know, if you're a shark and you see this, you know, you smell blood in the water then you have to go out there uh, and attack and and, and eat. And and this is a golden opportunity for them to do that. Uh, It's a primetime game in front of their fans. Uh, So, you know, hopefully they can go out there and execute and and do what they're capable of doing and and winning the game. So um, I'm counting on them to do that because I don't expect anything less from a Kyle Shanahan-led team uh, for sure. All right, next game, man. We got your New Orleans Saints going into Lambeau Field. Uh, this is a uh I believe it's a one o'clock game. I, no, it's a Sunday. Yes, yeah, a one o'clock game. It is a one o'clock game. Uh E, um what say about what say you about this game? Uh and where are you gonna be watching? Are you gonna be you gonna be home or are you gonna be, you know? No, out? We'll, we'll be out. It, yeah,
2: okay. we'll most likely we'll be out. Um it's not cold in Limbo yet, so we should be okay. Um even though Derek Carr does have his followers, I still think he's better than Jordan Love. So I think we can go in there and steal a victory. Again, it's early in the year. Now, if this was, say, December, or oh, I'd pick Green Bay six days a week and twice on Sundays because we don't <laughs> do well outside when it's cold. But, yeah, I'm thinking we can go in there and get this one, Kayla. Well,
1: yeah, so yeah, I and mean, I agree with you. He, I think the, the the Saints are my team to win the uh, uh, to win in the South uh, for sure. I don't know. Jordan Love has shown um, glimpses of being great. He's made some great throws, especially in that first uh, that first game um, against against the I mean against the Bears. So I, you know, I, we see the potential. You see the potential there, but I think him being without his receiver, his starting receiver, his, his receiver one, I should say, and that's Christian Watson. Young kid out of North 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 Dakota State. Um, I think he can, he can. He can. I don't know if Christian is going to play. I think he's going to play, but let's say he he doesn't play. Uh, it's going to be. A, I think it's going to be a tough game for the Packers to win I think it's going to be too much for Jordan Love, and especially I don't know if Aaron Jones is going to be uh, is going to be available because he went down with that hamstring injury in Week One. He didn't play last week. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of question marks for the Packers. So with that being said, I'm taking the Saints on the road. Um, they have a good defense, a really good defense, and we all know that defenses travel. Um, you know, they travel well, and I think the, the Saints defense will travel, and they'll ultimately get the victory uh, in this one. And the Saints will be 3-0, E. Eh? The Saints will be 3-0, and I know you're going to be loving that uh, for sure. sure. <laughs> Next game, uh, E, we got here, we got a Monday night game matchup. eagles and the Bucks uh both teams are 2 and 0. We mentioned I mentioned the Bucks are so my surprising 2 and 0 team. They're at home. They're playing really good football. They're playing, you know, su- uh, surprisingly Baker Mayfield is, is playing well. Mike Evans is playing well. That defense is playing well. And it looks like the Eagles are, you know, they're they're hurting. They are there're a couple of guys that that are out right now, especially on the defensive end. And their last two games, they didn't look too they didn't look too good, man. Meaning they uh, they played against the, uh, the the Vikings. They 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 pulled that one out, of course. First game of the of the year, they played the Patriots, and that looked shaky for them for for the most part of that game, but. Great teams find a way to win. You know, you don't have to be great all the time. My thing is, you just have to be great when you need to be. But E, how do you see this game playing out? Can, can the Bucs pull or Will the Bucs pull it off? I, I should say the uh, the shocker. If you, I don't know if it would be a shocker, but what say you? No, I
2: think you know we've seen about the best we're gonna see from Baker Mayfield. It's time for him to settle back into being Baker Mayfield, which is not a good thing. Um, yeah, the Eagles haven't played well, but they are, but they are. One of the top two teams in the NFC, so yeah, I expect them to pull this one out.
1: Yeah, and I think they, I think they're another team that kind of, what you're saying is that you know they play down to, they're playing down to their competition, because well, even though I thought the Vikings were were better, even though they're zero and two as well, so I got to see, you know, I, I want to see this. I, I think this is a game that the Bucks. Feel as though they can win. I know they feel as though they can win every game. Obviously, they're two and zero, but a lot of people have the Eagles as the favorites, and pretty much not giving them a shot. You know, especially with Baker Mayfield, you know, at the helm. So we're going to see exactly how that plays out. I'm gonna I'm to take the I'm gonna take the Bucks here, man. I think the Bucks pull it off, man. I think the Bucks pull it off, and I think the the Eagles are gonna start going back to they have to go back to the drawing board because I think there's a little dissension amongst the ranks, if you will. We saw it Monday night. I know, uh, Eagle fans are gonna say, "Oh, that was no big deal. Everyone goes through that." Blah blah blah. blah. And I'm, I'm referring to the Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown. Uh, A.J. Brown's uh, confrontation, uh, you know, on the sideline where um, Coach Seriani had to, uh, to, to to split him up to break him apart. Um, but, but I expect that, you know, when you have a, 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 a receiver like A.J. Brown, you're not getting the ball, and you're in a tight game, and you feel like you can be the difference. Trust me. Believe you me, ladies and gentlemen. I have been there. I have done that. Mm-hmm. So I understand where A.J. Brown is coming from, but at the same time, You've got to understand that that, that Jalen Hurts, uh, and I learned this later in my career, ladies and gentlemen, that you got to understand that the, the Chris quarterback, man, it's not just when he steps out, when he's, you know, he's dropping back. You're not, you know, even though you're wide receiver number one on the depth chart, you may not necessarily be the, the first read on that, on that particular play. And, you know, a lot of stuff happens. After that snap, where it takes his attention away from you, but I, I still get AJ Brown's. Um, I still understand AJ, AJ Brown's uh, frustration. Again, I've been there, and done that. But I think hopefully they're they're coached well. They're well. Um, they're a well organiz, organized team, organization. They're they're a really good organization. So I think they'll nip that in the bud. It's just something that happened, and uh, you know, in the heat of the battle, they'll get it done. But I still like the Bucks here, nonetheless, uh, for sure. So like that. All right, next game here, E. We got um again I was hoping I was hoping that uh Ship would be on uh tonight. But uh let's let's skip that. If he comes in, you know, we'll talk about it. We're gonna talk about the Steelers, Raiders. But let's jump into our college football, um uh, uh, spotlight of games E. and the first game that I want to talk about here is um, you know it's the it's the talk of the town the talk of the world the talk of the country whatever you want to call it and that's uh, you know coach prime and them as uh, East Scott likes to call them. <laughs> if you don't you know, follow him on Facebook check him out on Facebook Eric Scott um, got some great some great posts there but uh, we got Colorado uh, number 19 Colorado uh, moved up three spots last week and going uh, against uh, Oregon, the Oregon Ducks here. E, uh, a lot of people are, you know, saying this is definitely going to be their first uh, their first loss. They're going to be without arguably their best player, uh, their two-way player, Travis Travis Hunter, uh, with that injury. A lot of people saying that that play was, you know, was was suspect, was questionable at best. Uh, but what to say you about this game? Uh, how much chance do you give Coach Prime in them uh, against the Oregon Ducks?
2: I think this is definitely going to be their first test. I mean, because they were favored by three touchdowns over Colorado State and needed double overtime to win at 2.30 in the morning. I'm still sleeping from Saturday. I mean, <laughs> just before that time, it 28 twenty eight twenty eight, I was okay with them losing. And I love Coach now. but I looked at my clock, and it was about 2.15. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, we've got to wrap this up. But, no, <laughs> they are at 3.30 this Saturday. I yeah. think it's going to be their first test. Now, without Travis Hunter, that, that does hurt them a great deal. But from what I saw on Saturday, Kev, I saw a group of young men that never quit, that never give up. And I attribute that to the tutelage and leadership of Coach Prime. I don't know if they're going to be able to pull this one off, but I do think they're going to compete. A lot of people think thinking you know, because I think they're $18 for underdogs or something. I, I mean, no, know. I think they're um, getting like plus 18 or something. I'm not yeah. sure what the line is in the game. But I, I do think if they don't win it, I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people think. Because, like I said, I saw a team that refuses to quit and refuses to give up, and I attribute that a lot to Coach Fry.
1: Yeah, I think you have to, you have to tr- contribute that to Coach Prime because it starts at the top. We, you know, we, we know that. And, and and the one thing that, you know, that, you know, I had a dispute with uh, a debate, I should say, last night with Jason Collins, one of our good buddies who calls in, you know, on, on occasion, we have a show called The Sideline Speaks on Tuesday night. And one of the things that I say, because, you know, E, you're, you're, you're a prime guy. We all know that. I know that. If you follow E Scott, he's a prime time guy. I mean, a prime guy. If you listen to the show, he's a prime guy. Me, I'm not so sold just yet. Um, you know what? I'm I I'm not going to say this because. I've never been a prime, a really a prime guy, really. I Because of the fact of the matter is, he was a cowboy. And I'm going back to the Cowboys days, ladies and gentlemen. He played with the Cowboys. He left my 49ers for the Cowboys. So there's still some bitterness in there. I'm still like that old <laughs> girl, that girlfriend, that girlfriend that broke up with that guy. Residual saltiness. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yes, 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 a great way to put it. Yeah, exactly. It's going to go on for a long time, ladies and gentlemen. But... It's kind of like that that Usher that Usher song. We ain't good, good, but we still good. You know what I mean? You know I don't I don't hate you, but you know what I mean I mean you know I don't you know I don't like you either. You know that kind of you know that kind of thing. You know what I mean, but um, yeah, you know because there's so much hype around it. Eve. There's so much hype around Colorado, Coach Prime. And I just don't want to be on that bandwagon, and I'm not rooting for him against him by any stretch. I'm not, you know, I do want to see him succeed. Don't get me wrong. I definitely don't want to see him fail because that just gives so much, uh, you know, so much ammunition to certain people, if you know what I mean, uh, if you know what I mean. And I definitely don't want him doing that, falling into that, that category. I'm always going to protect from those people, if you know what I mean, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. But nonetheless, um, yeah. I mean, this is the hype. But looking at this game, I think if they pull this off, I'm I'm a prime guy. I'm gonna say that I'm a prime guy. I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna get a Colorado Buffalo hat. And I'm going to get the shades. I'm going. To, I'm going to purchase a pair of uh, Prime shades. If they pull this one off, I'm definitely. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. First, I'm going to do that. I'm going to wear the shades, and I'm going to get. I'm going to get a Colorado Buffalo hat. I don't know if I'm going to go with that cowboy hat, but maybe maybe a baseball hat or something like that. But I'm on record saying that, man. But yeah, but um, yeah, being without Travis Hunter, who's arguably. Uh, the best player in the country, um, you know, you could put Shador up there. You could put Caleb Williams up there uh, for sure. Um, you know, what he has done in the first three games uh, is, you know, is unbelievable going to go going both ways and playing as many plays that he has played. And, and at the level that he's played, at as well, it just it speaks volumes for you know the type of player that he is, and he's a freak of nature, man. Just not on the court. I mean, on the on the basketball field. I mean, um, excuse me, on the football field, but on the basketball court as well. I don't know if you've ever seen any any video of him playing e basketball. But this young man, he is—he's phenomenal, man. He really is phenomenal on the basketball court too. So he—he's he's just born, he's just blessed with with so much talent. And if when he decides to go out, when he decides to declare, when he's eligible, um, he's going to be—you know—he's going to be up there. And then there's certain teams out there that are going to look for him, and they'll probably use him the same way that Coach Prime uh, is using him. And, and that's you know two ways. You know, I think personally, I think he's a corner at first. And you could you put them on you could put them on offense and and and, and uh, some and create some packages offensive packages for them some reverses some screens you know maybe some go routes things of that nature some deep routes to stretch the defense but um, definitely. Uh, uh, I definitely like this team. But uh, I got Oregon winning, man. I got Oregon winning this game. I just think even with a Travis Hunter, a healthy Travis Hunter, it's still going to be tough uh, for for Colorado. But uh, without Travis Hunter, it's going to be even tougher. And if you look, ladies and gentlemen, e I don't know if you saw this stat, Shador Sanders has been sacked 15 times in three games. So you do the math, ladies and gentlemen, basic math. That's five times a game. So that's 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 too much. Even as athletic as Shador is, being sacked five times a game is just too much. And that's against you know TCU, against Nebraska, and against the Colorado State. But now he's going up against the big dogs in Oregon and USC next week. So uh, it's not going to be pretty, um, to, and by any stretch, it's not it's not a good matchup, I should say. But hey. Coach Prime is is has silenced a lot of critics up to this point and if he if he wins and, and I wouldn't would I be surprised? Yes. I would be surprised, but I, I wouldn't put it past him, man. I wouldn't put it past him uh, for sure. But these boys are gonna come out and they're gonna play, uh, for sure. All right, e, next game here, man, we got we got a surprising team in my opinion. That's number four Florida State, uh the Florida State Seminoles uh, going into uh going into uh, South Carolina and playing Clemson. It seems to me that Dabo, uh, E has lost uh, this team. Um, I think once he let B.J. Um, go or let him, you know, go into the portal and he made Cade uh, their quarterback, it seemed like he he kind of lost his team. And then the last game, you know, he seemed like he lost his quarterback and Cade as well. He went to go, you know, to dap him up, if you will, pun intended, uh, um, and he just walked right by him. Cade uh, just walked right by him. So, what set you about this game? How do you see this one playing on against Florida State going into uh, going into uh, South Carolina? I mean, going to South Carolina and versus Clemson.
2: Now, I've never been a Dabo guy. I've, I've never really mm-hmm. liked him. Yeah, he, yeah. he just and then he just he should be. We should hit hot seat for college coaches because he's gonna be um, on the hot oh, seat yeah. something because. He refuses to use the transfer portal, which I don't yeah. understand because you still have to recruit in the portal. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it, it it guys have options when they go into the portal, which don't mean they just don't, you know, automatically come to you. But it seems like he has a problem with the portal and, you know, as he just refuses to get with the times. And and I'm glad he's losing 'Cause like I said, I ain't never liked him anyway. Now, I don't yeah. dislike him as much as I dislike Brian Kelly, but that's only because <laughs> Brian Kelly coaches a team that I root for. But yeah, I've mm-hmm. never liked Dabo. And Florida State, they they played well against L S U in that first game, but they've kinda of fallen off a bit. They they don't look as good, you know, as they did yeah, in the world. But yeah, but, mm-hmm. yeah, but I, I do expect for Florida State to be Clemson because this doesn't look good by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, he, and, and you would
1: think that Dabo um, is would be, you know, a guy who's, uh, you know, who's a fan of the portal. He's a young guy, so it's like, you know, he's not, you know, he's not a part of the change. He's not, you know, trying to get with the times, as you mentioned. And he's a young guy, and you think that he would be a part of what's, you know, making, uh, you know, team successful. You know, look at Coach Prime. Prime is a uh, is successful because he used the portal successfully, and if Dabo can't get with that man, and he's seeing these guys leave, and you know he's not doing a good job of recruiting, and and you know he's he, he's going to be out. You're you're absolutely right. He's going to be um, he's going to be on the hot seat. I think his seat is hot. I think his seat is hot right now. And I think if if SSU wins, uh, you know wins Saturday. Um, we're gonna start hearing rumblings uh, you know, about Davos uh you know uh, about Dabble's uh job and you know, some boxes may be uh, you know, starting to pile up if you know what I mean in his office. And, you know, a key card may be, you know, you know, getting a little heavy if you know what I mean. You know, that key card may not be working on, you know, a certain day. So um but yeah, I got I got FSU winning this game. I got Florida State winning this game. I just think that um even as bad as Florida State looked against Boston College, I'm going to chalk it up to they were looking past Boston College to Clemson. And even though as bad as Clemson has is, is been playing, I think Florida State was looking at the name, if you know what I mean. They want to get the fame off that name, Dabo Sweeney, Clemson. And we all know when you hear Clemson, you got to mouth, you think a powerhouse. But it hasn't been the case. But I think Florida State looked past Boston College, and I think they're going to put it on, put it on Clemson um, on Saturday. All right, uh, next game here e, is we got the we got the, we got the Ole Miss Rebels man going into uh, going to Tuscaloosa man against the you know, Nick Saban and Alabama and Alabama has been playing musical quarterbacks here. E they you know they went from you know the starting quarterback went to backup now they back to the starting quarterback so they've been playing music again musical quarterbacks. And it looks like Nick Saban is kind—I of, don't want to say he's falling into the Dabo Sweeney type deal, but it, uh, you know situation. But Nick Saban is—he doesn't have that luster anymore. Nick Saban—that name doesn't scare you as much as it used to when you when you go into Tuscaloosa, man. But you got number fifteen, Ole Miss, going into again number thirteen, Alabama. How do you see this one playing out? <clears throat> well,
2: I think from the Nick Saban coaching tree, I think he's only lost to Kirby Smart. And Jimbo Fisher, I think, and he's got Lane Kiffin coming up on 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 Saturday. Now Lane uh-huh. Kiffin is a terrible head coach, but he's oh, an excellent uh, he's an excellent offensive coordinator, and he 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 knows. Some of Nick's tricks and whatnot I think if ever this was the year For Lane to get old Tricky Nicky I think it might be this <laughs> week I'm going to I'm gonna go with Ole Miss In this one Because I remember I remember only scoring 17 points Against South Florida Uh right. which Chris was on Because Chris is South Florida alum That's where Chris actually went to school
3: okay. I played okay. football
2: there But um, yeah, I think there's some high schools around here in the great Orlando metropolitan <laughs> area that can put up 17 points against South Florida. Right. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and I think Nick going to get him.
1: Yeah, man. I, and I hope you – know, I don't think he is. I don't think he has – I don't think they're that good or he that ballsy, if you will, So to play possum or, you know, what have you. But, you know, I can't see – I know I get the, the quarterback situation because I watch these guys. You know for the first three weeks here and their quarterback situation is is nothing to write home to mother about uh, by any stretch and then when you look at it you you look at these guys and because when you do your recruiting you have to start at the quarterback position the quarterback position if you're if you're solid there and you have a a, a quarterback um that you know you you have confidence in has shown the ability to win has shown the ability you know, to put points up on the board. I know, you know, when I was going to Temple, before I was going to Temple, that's the one thing. I was going to my recruiting process. One thing I looked at, I looked at the quarterback position. I'm like, who's going to give me the best opportunity, you know, to shine, not just for myself because I felt like if I shine, the team is going to shine. If the quarterback shine, the team is going to shine. And, I, you know, I ultimately picked, you know, for other reasons as well, I picked Temple because they had a great quarterback in, in, in Henry Boris who went on to play, you know, won like four great Cups in the and in, and in, uh, in, in Canada, played with the Bears and the Packers. But I think this is what Alabama has to do. They have to focus their, their – uh, they put – um changed their focus on and going after a quarterback, four-star, five-star quarterback, so they can start getting all these other recruits to follow him, um, if you will. And I don't think Nick Saban – has done that, and Kirby Smart has has uh, stepped his game up, man. I mean, they just constantly reload and reload, and uh, we're going to see exactly what happens. But I, I'm with you, E. I, I think Ole Miss goes in there, and I think they get it done, man. I really think Lane Kiffin, as much as I can't stand him as a, you know, looking at him, but you're absolutely right. He's a heck of a play caller, man. Her, horrible head coach, I agree there. Um, but great play caller. Nonetheless, I think he gets it done. I think he takes over the play calling here and ultimately gets it done. Because these teams aren't, like I mentioned earlier, these teams don't fear Nick anymore. They don't fear Nick Saban, fear Nick Saban, or the, uh, or Alabama. So um, I'm going to take Ole Miss here uh, as well, E. All right, next game. we got got um, two teams I think have been so non-impressive, unimpressive to me. And that's, um, we've got the number six Ohio State Buckeyes going into South Bend against the number nine uh, Notre Dame uh, Fighting Irish. These teams, even against, you know, inferior teams, they seem to be sleepwalking. And I don't know if it's just like camp or what it is with these teams, but they haven't been very impressive, at least to me. But Ohio State, again, is going into South Bend. How do you see this one playing out?
2: Ohio State is not as good as I thought that they were going to be, and Notre Dame is better than I thought they were going to be. Because Notre Dame is one of those teams, it's hard to rate them because they're one of the most overrated teams, even when they're good, that's out there because there's a lot lot of hype surrounding the program. But Ohio Mm -hmm. State does not look good at all. And you said it's in South Bend?
1: It's in South Bend, yes, sir.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with Notre Dame in this
1: one. Yeah, you know what? As much as I want to go with Notre Dame, I'm I've watched Notre Dame when I watch Ohio State. Again, I just don't know who's the the least impressive. But um, I guess you have to give the edge. Uh, you, if the edge to Notre Dame here, uh, you know the quarterback position right now for, for Ohio State is so up in the air. Even though they got arguably, probably in my opinion, the best. Wide receiver in the country and Marvin Harrison Jr., but that doesn't really mean anything if he doesn't have anyone to get him the ball. I think right now Notre Dame has the better quarterback. Right now, the quarterback is playing the best, I should say. So I'm going. To, I'm going to go with you here. He is as much as I just like saying this. I'm going to take Notre Dame here. I'm going to take Notre Dame over Ohio State in the in the classic um, game. Might be an instant classic. You know, we you know we see them all the time. So. I'll I'll take Notre Dame in a in, a, in a really close one but um I'm really on the fence with that one but I got if I gotta lean one way I'll lean towards Notre Dame. All right, the next one here we got uh, we got Iowa, number number twenty four Iowa. Going into Happy Valley against uh number seven, uh, Penn State. Uh Penn State has shown signs that, you know, they wanna be in that playoff hunt. Uh you know, coach uh you know, Coach Franklin has these guys you know, you know, ready to go. Um, they, they look like they're on course to be to, to, to win every game here um, if you look at the schedule because if you look at Michigan, you know, Michigan's still without John, uh, uh, John Harbaugh, uh, Jim Harbaugh, excuse me, Jim Harbaugh, and, and, you know, they're just playing, just keeping their head above water, if you will. We talked about Ohio State, um, and there's really no other team right now that you can really put in the forefront, but how do you see Iowa and, and, and Penn State playing out? Iowa
2: is so terrible.
1: Well, no, no, let
2: me, let me rephrase. Okay. Iowa's offense is so stagnant that they got players on their own team got caught betting the under, so they know they're not going to score any points. Now, that that's a scandal that really no one is talking about. Oh, but, yeah, wow. they got players that got caught betting the under, and they wasn't even point shaving. They just knew that they <laughs> weren't going to score that many points. So, yeah, I fully expect for Penn State to to mollywop Iowa.
1: Okay. (laughs) All right, good stuff there, man, good stuff. All right, yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. I I just don't see – I just think Iowa is one of those teams Is just like – they just don't have – it's like they don't have any desire to score. That's what it looks like to me. It's just like they just want to keep the other team from, from scoring, you know, and, and they they play defense on both sides of the ball, if you know what I mean. They just want to go three yards or, you know, four yards here, four yards there, three yards here, get the first down. They're not looking for that big play. They're just looking to control the clock and, and, and keep the clock rolling. That way the score won't be as bad, um, you know, won't make them look as bad as they actually are. That's how I look at Iowa every time that I watch them, and it's and it's been since I you mean know, since Hay- since Hayden Fry has been there. He says, you know it's been so long since those guys have looked like an offense. I know George Kittle was there, and, and but they didn't really. Still at that time, they're just uh three clouds and and I mean three yards and a cloud of dust. Uh that's what the Iowa Hawkeyes look like to me. They just wanna just control the clock as much as possible, play some defense and keep the score like seventeen to 10, 17 to three, whatever the case may be. You know, just wanna they wanna beat the clock. That's what they that's what they ultimately want to do. But with all that being said, I'm going Penn State. I think Penn State is going to go out there and they're going to uh, go for the big play every single time. Like I said, we're not, we're not going to play your game. You're going to play our game. So if you want to, you know, go that three yards, so every time we touch the ball, you know, every time we touch the ball, we're going to score, you know, and whether it be two plays, three plays or what have you. So, you know, your defense, tell your defense to get in shape, bring some extra oxygen tanks because you guys are going to be on the field for a while. So I'm going with Penn State in a, in a complete blowout here uh, for sure. All right, good stuff there, E. All right, um, we're coming up against the clock. Looks like we got our good buddy, uh, Special K, here. Uh, we'll bring Special K in. And, um, you know, before we go on break, man, let's, let me open up uh, K's mic here. I got to get him to talk about his uh, his Tampa Bay Buccaneers. K, uh, thank you so much for joining us, brother. How you doing this evening? I'm good, man.
5: I'm good. How's everybody?
1: Hey, what up, K? well. Doing well. Doing well. Yeah. Yeah, we, we we talked about your Buccaneers. I was I was hoping, or we were hoping, to get you on a little bit earlier because I, I want to talk about you know they. I have them as my most surprising. One of the topics was who's your most surprising two and O team. I think E. I forget E. Who did you who did you say it was? I forget who he said. it uh,
2: was. Who did I go with? I don't, I don't even
1: know. remember. That. I was going on the fly. Oh, it's all, But, uh, Temp- it's all good. but yeah. Tampa is uh,
2: definitely a surprising two and O team.
1: Yeah, I went with the, I went with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the, the mo, my most surprising <laughs> team two and zero no, because of that Viking I had them losing to the Vikings uh, and I, and I know what they did last week but uh, what say you about your Tampa Bay uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers first two games I'm mad. and uh, I'm and, 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 uh, okay and then the, and I want I want you to all right Go I want ahead. you to answer that and then and then also I want you to talk about their Monday night game against the Eagles as well take it away brother
5: all right then folks. Uh, so, yeah, man, like I like I said last week, man, to be honest with you, I'm not surprised. Uh, and the reason I'm not surprised is just what I said. I said we need 21. You did. You did. We need 21. And we get 21, the defense going to get off. And that's what's been happening. You know, I saw the writing on the wall. I mean, we know Baker's not going to come in and light it up. Although he had 300 in that game, um, that was all because of Mike Evans. I mean, Mike Evans had more than half that 300. So, I mean, it, Baker ain't lighting it up, but Baker ain't turning it over. So, and that's, that's the biggest thing. That's all we need them to do, help getting 21 points on the board, don't turn the ball over, defense got the rest. And that's what's happening, man. And uh, I noticed in this game, they started playing, you know, they really started playing lights out in this game. I think they played better in this game than they did in the Minnesota game. Um, mm-hmm. Which was, you know, the Minnesota game was more surprising to folks. But uh, yeah, man, I, I it's, it's hard for me to speak on it because I'm not surprised. This is what I said we was gonna do: game panic. Okay. Uh, the offense gets 21, defense gonna do the rest, and that's what's been happening. Now, as far as this Philly game, you know, I'm I'm sticking to the script. I mean, we're gonna have to step up a little more. You know, uh we need a little more coverage on the back end. I mean there's been some easy throws even in the Chicago game, I mean his stats don't look crazy, but uh there there was some there was some opportunity, you know. Uh, so we need to slow that up, um, which has always been our weak spot, even when Super Bowl years, secondary was the weakest. Um, but that front seven, man, that front seven playing lights out. And Shaq Dad yeah. ain't even got his wheels back up under him yet. So, um, yeah, man, um we got a shot. You know, if I had to call it, I'm going with my team, of course. Um, as a as a, uh, just a sports fan, Philly should win, and that's just me being honest about it. Um, Philly mm-hmm. should win, but don't be shocked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't be shocked if we pull this thing off. And if we do, oh, yeah, don't bring that attention our way, baby, because we ready.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: yeah, hey, look, I'm on record saying I picked the Bucks. I picked the Bucks to win this game. I did. And so you can go back on the replay, ladies and gentlemen, if you missed it. I did pick the Bucks to win this game. I said exactly what you said. I just think the Eagles are without some some key players uh, on defense, and they have been they haven't been playing Eagle ball. And a lot of Eagle fans are going to say, you know, they start off slow. They you know traditionally they start off slow, then they get they get going. But um, right now is the time that you get going. But you know maybe if you were playing. Um, you know a depleted team like an Arizona or maybe the Giants um you know someone like that but a 2-0 team who is winning when people aren't expecting them to win and they and they're feeling you know they're feeling themselves right now and they're at home on Monday night against the defending NFC champions yeah they got they got a lot to prove they got a lot of, not to prove but they want to show what you know what they're about and i i think they're for real on defense Baker Mayfield, I think he's you know, he's been playing well since, you know, you know, he played pretty well last year at the end of the season with the Rams and I think he's been playing okay. Um obviously three hundred yards um for any quarterback in the NFL is big time, you know, no matter who you are. So yeah, I'm going right. with the Bucks, man. I, I, I agree I agree with you here, man. I pick the Bucks um uh, as well, okay, uh, for sure. The thing it is with us, man, we're young What well, we need to be young.
5: You know what I mean? We're mm-hmm. young on the defensive line. We got some young second-string uh, second uh, uh, linebackers. We're young where well, we need to be young. Uh, White running the ball pretty decent. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Chase Edmonds came in and gave us a little spark too. You know what I mean? So we we, we look good, man. We look we look good, man. For uh, You know, it's gonna be a little <laughs> different. That ball ain't going to go in the air as much. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think Baker put the ball down the field because the opportunity was there against other yeah. teams. You know they'll play Mike a little tougher, so that opportunity, that same opportunity, ain't gonna be there. But shoot, man, I mean, yeah, granted it was Chicago, but we 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 look like a complete team, man. You know I got to say that. Yeah. You know, um, my, my surprise to 0 though, I heard you talking, talk, like, y'all talked about that would be yeah. Atlanta. You know, and That's- I don't know if we had a chance to watch them, but. Listen man, hey oh no, they lost. I'm sorry. They lost. They lost Green Bay game yeah. Bite. My bad. But uh yeah, 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 they running the ball real good, man. Um, uh, even though they lost that game, that's that's gonna be a tough out for anybody. That two headed yeah. monster in that bite field is tough.
1: Yeah, B, yeah, you're right about that. And B. John Robinson is everything that um you know, that he was avert as as advertised, excuse me. I uh, I watched this yeah, you know, this this that game last uh on Sunday and I mean, he made like three people miss right inside the hole, man. I mean, he, you know, put his foot in the ground Three times with the same move, and got three different defenders with that same move. And right now he is second in the uh, the NFL in in uh, in rushing uh, behind Christian McCaffrey. But I think he's the real deal, man. And if he can continue this run, if he can continue to play the way he plays, I think it's going to take some pressure. And hopefully, it takes some pressure off of Desmond Ritter. Still not a believer in him. I know he's right now rolling his eyes right now because it's his favorite team. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> His favorite team in all in all of sports. But uh yeah, I think it, you know, he he can possibly um, you know, help them out uh, for Robert, sure.
5: Robinson's gonna be a problem. You hear me? At two mm-hmm.
1: thirty to move like he moved, he got cat mm-hmm.
5: quickness at two thirty. Yeah. You no, know, he's not just the power back, man.
1: He's gonna yeah. be a
5: problem, man. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and if you can get a real quarterback in there, man, especially with, you know, you got Drake London, uh, you got Drake London, the young receiver over there. You obviously got Kyle Pitts, uh, over there. And you bring a, uh, you know, a Bijan Robinson in there who can run the way he's capable of running. You bring a, a quarterback in there. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Ritter, just needs confidence, man. Maybe you just needs some confidence, and maybe a running game, a tight end, you know, which is generally a quarterback's, uh, you know, best friend or best friends. Um, if you can get that going, you know, maybe that can, you know, start getting that offense going uh, a little bit more. But they're 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 going in the right direction, man. They're, they're going in the right direction. Tough loss against the Packers for sure. I thought they were going to to hold on to that uh, to that victory uh, for sure because they had that one. They had that mm-hmm. one in their um,
4: uh,
1: in their pockets uh, uh, for sure. Uh, Looks like we lost E here, but uh, let, well, let's wait for him to to get back. But um, I have to ask you this: uh, uh, K is um, one of the teams that uh, you know we talked about is, is a college team. And I want to talk about Colorado. We E and I talked about this earlier, but I want to get your thoughts and opinions. You know, you call in, you know, week in and week out, which again we appreciate it. But the Colorado effect, the Coach Prime and Coach Prime and them, as uh, East Scott calls them. But uh, what's your thought on this? They're going into a tough environment against um, against Oregon. Uh, how do you see uh, Colorado, uh, you, know, um, you know, you know, uh, you know, coming out in this game? They, keep in mind, if you don't already know, they're going to be without their, their best two-way player, uh, and Travis Henry, uh, Travis Hunter, excuse me. Um, how do you see this game playing out?
5: So um, the way I really see this, man, this is this is this is the true test, because now they're film mm-hmm. on, you know what I mean, and they're playing, uh, uh, you know, typically a year in, year out quality team, you know what I mm-hmm. mean. So this is this is the true test. Um, if Oregon can't do nothing else, they can score. So and Colorado's without Travis, so there's no yeah. spotlight on one player other than Shador you know, he ain't shutting down on no one side, now the defense gonna have to really play. How do I see it going? Um, I haven't watched Oregon much this year, so I don't know if they're a legit team at, you know, I don't know what they rank, like. I think it's twelve, thirteen, something like that. I don't know if they're legit or just there Fair because yeah. of who who they are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. so I'm gonna give Colorado a shot, just like in any other game they've had this year. Yeah. Um um, you know, I'm I'm going to ride the wave, man, and I'm just going to throw something out there. I'm, I'm with Colorado, so I'm going to go, yeah. uh, you know, 31-24, something like that. Um
3: yeah.
5: And that's just because I'm going to be real. I don't know much about Oregon, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I can't say, other than Bo Nix, I can't say, okay, they're going to do this, do that. <laughs> I will say this, though. When, when Bo Nix is in the SEC, in big games, he typically going to show up. So, you know, this game's gonna have a lot of attention. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. we're gonna see if Bo gonna show up in this game, you know. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna roll with
1: Colorado, Thirty-one twenty-four. one
5: twenty four.
2: All right, good stuff. Good stuff.
5: Yeah,
1: when you when when you said Bo Bo Nix, ladies and gentlemen, if you heard me chuckle, that, that's another that's East Scott's guy, man. I think he's how old is he? E., Forty? he said thirty? Thirty-seven?
2: Bo Nix was ago. at was at Auburn when I was at Grambling, and I graduated from Grambling in nineteen ninety-four. Bo Nix, was Nix was a cowboy at Auburn when I was at Grambling. Dang. How does this dude do still have eligibility? He's been in college football for thirty some years. He like Colorado did you see Colorado State's kicker? Colorado yeah. State Kicker is thirty one mm-hmm. years old with three kids. Yeah. That's Bo Nitz, And Bo Nitz is over.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, good good stuff there. All right, ladies and gentlemen. All right, that's all the time we have there. Well, what we're going to do here is that time of the uh, the night. If you if you're new to the show, then uh, you, you stay on your toes. If you if you're a long-time listener, then you know it's time for E Scott's entertainment segment. We're going to take a quick pause. When we come back, um, we'll turn it over to Mister E Scott. All right, again, it's sports talk with K Walk and E Scott. Never had it so good, at sports radio. Uh, uh, <laughs> how you do that, Dick?
5: How you do that death? New Orleans, Baton Rouge. How you do that death? Let me get big How you do that dance? Three, four, Mississippi. How you do that dance? Alabama, Atlanta. How you do that dance? Florida, Arkansas. How you do that death? Who that? They want to do that. Run up with you will and get your ass look you black. My nigga,
2: my nigga.
5: Hey, what's up, guys?
2: So tonight we got one for you. We hadn't did sports in a while. We had done all kind of other stuff. So tonight I wrote up a sports one. And um, we only got, I think, yeah, I told you, 17 on the board. Because so this was a little tricky. It's all football, and it's all modern football. Um, I didn't go back, like, getting to the records, you know, with the old school guys and whatnot. I kept it, you know, um, modern. But we're looking at football records. Uh, I'm going to give you a record. And you're gonna tell me who holds the particular record. But again, okay. it's all Martin stuff. So Okay, uh, gotcha. Give me one second here. My phone is cutting up for some reason. Uh, oh, here
3: we go.
2: Um Yeah, here we go. So, K Rock, we gonna start with you. We got right, seventeen um, on the board. One through seventeen. All right, let's go with all faithful. Number one. <clears throat> number one, most rushing yards in a game is two hundred and ninety-six. Who holds that record? Two
3: ninety-six. Ah, uh, my God. Uh, single
2: game, single game
1: rushing yards. Ah, uh, is that? Uh, I think that's um, Whipping Boy. I call him Whipping Boy because he beat his son. Um, Adrian Peterson is that it? Is that was final answer. Final. That is correct. Adrian
2: Peterson uh, is the okay. final answer. Uh Mr. So K, okay. one through seventeen.
5: Special K, you on mute? Yeah. yeah. Dang, let me see.
1: Um. <laughs> 13. Yeah, give me,
2: give me, give
5: me, give me, yeah, yeah, give me that
1: one.
2: <laughs> you said 13, you're me Yeah,
3: 13, no, no, I got, 13.
2: I got, I got you. Uh, let's see, number 13. The most rushing yards in a season is 2,105. Who holds that record? Oh, you
1: know this, brother.
5: Man, um, did he break the record? you say it's all modern so I mean that's not too far back but it's it's one of I mean, the it, other it, so I'm going to go I'm it, a,
2: it's not like back in the 50s and stuff it goes way yeah. back but not like way back in the 50s and whatnot
5: when they had them all little, right, little helmets on as I know he <laughs> ran for 2000 but I don't know if he broke the record so I'm going to go with the one I know Chris Financial. Ah. Nah, that's
2: not it K-Walk you can steal
1: yeah, that's Mister uh, Eric Dickerson to Jerry Curl, man. answer. That is correct. Eric Dickerson is correct.
2: Really? two thousand. Yeah, yeah. two
3: thousand one. The uh, okay I thought uh, All right,
1: give me
2: number.
1: Give me number. Let me see where we're at. Number two. Number two.
2: Number two. Number two. Most receiving yards in the game. Uh most receiving yards in the game is oh i didn't I didn't put down how many he has uh give me one second up right Because I had it oh. do you know without their number?
1: Without so um looking for there's two that I have in mind. Um I don't wanna give it away. Uh, this is not T.O. I think T O has the most receiving I mean most receptions. Uh, I'm gonna say Isaac Bruce, final answer. Uh no. K you can steal it's uh, okay, you can steal.
5: Most receiving yards in a game. Oh, man. It's from 1989. Uh, 89? Oh, oh, that's uh, a high from the from the Chargers. Um,
2: ain't that killing Winslow Senior? No, the correct answer is Flipper Anderson. And I forgot the right so Well, Flipper Anderson. No, he was with the Rams. Yeah, okay. I, before the end of the segment, I'll have how many he had. Uh, right. Let's see. Special K, you, it's on you. <clears throat> Let me get 14. Can you hear me?
5: 14. Yeah, 14. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Touchdowns in a season is 28. Oh, Who get, has the oh, most two. touchdowns in a single season? I mean, in the season, yeah. With I'm
5: not even sure about this, but I'm gonna go with the uh, Thomas. Final Final. Answer. Answer. That is correct. Yeah, yeah,
3: down.
2: that's correct. Right. Yeah. LT is the correct answer. So, K, where are you? You mean K? Yeah. Oh, sorry, K, what? Where are you?
3: Yeah.
2: All
1: uh, right. Give me
2: number. me go. Uh, give me number eight. Number eight. Most sacks in a game.
1: It's, it's yeah.
2: Who holds
1: yeah, that much. Oh. The late, the late great Derek Thomas. Final answer. That is the correct answer.
2: Okay, you hear me? I
1: oh, hear no, you. Know. You know. Yeah, yeah. We didn't hear you before. Oh,
2: sorry. Let
5: me get uh, let me get fifteen.
2: Number 15, the most receptions in a season is 149. Ooh. Who holds that record?
5: be honest, I have no idea on that one. Um, oh, man. 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 I'm, I'm going to just go with what I know recent, um, and that's just the one out there. Ju- Julian Edelman, fine answer.
1: Incorrect. Hey, Hawk, do you know? I do, man, because Cooper Cup almost broke his record, and that's your boy, Slant Boy, as you like to call him, Michael Thomas. Follow answer. <laughs> Slant Boy is actually what we put down. We would have accepted
2: okay. Michael Thomas, <laughs> but yes, yeah, Slant, Slant Boy is the correct answer. <laughs> 149. Okay, what, well, we owe you. All right, give me number four. <clears throat> number four. Most rushing, att- most rushing attempts in a game is forty-eight. Who holds that record? Most rushing attempts in a game.
1: Attempts.
2: Oh man. Um.
1: Wow. I, ooh, who the heck does that anymore? Um. It was a t- I got I an idea, say, but I don't know yeah. if it's right. I would say Christian. No, it wasn't a Christian McCoy. He was too big. Um. A rushing attempts. I'll say, um, uh, I, oh, man. Um, I don't know, man. I'm going to say, uh, attempts, attempts. LaDainian Thomas, and final answer. So, okay, you can steal.
2: Most rushing attempts in the game. Correct Davis, final answer. Incorrect. The correct answer is Sean Alexander.
5: 48 oh, rushes man. in a game. Oh, yeah, he did okay. carry a lot. He ran for 2001 Tell L.U. Okay. let me get L.U. Let's see. What me? Who's that?
3: Number,
2: number 16, Daily Double. Oh. What
3: about
2: that? <laughs> K.W.R.C. has 20. You have five. You can risk up to 10. 10 feet.
5: <laughs> the
2: most receiving yards in a season is 1,964. Who holds that record?
5: I have no idea. Um, 1,964. Oh, man. And I don't even know if it's right, but I'm going to go with uh, Jefferson, yeah.
1: uh, Minnesota.
2: Oh, oh, yeah. That's a wreck. Yeah, uh, for no points. Do you know who it is, K Rock?
1: Yeah, Megatron. Final
2: answer. Calvin Johnson. That is. Mm. Megatron, Megatron is the correct answer, but you don't get any points with the Daily Double. But well,
1: we on yeah, you I right gotcha. now. All right, give me number. Let me see here, number eleven. Big one, one. Daily Double. Ooh,
5: okay.
3: <laughs>
2: uh, Trusty K has negative five. You have twenty.
1: All right, let's go. I'll go fifteen here. Let's go fifteen.
2: Most passing yards in a season, five thousand four hundred and seventy-seven. What QB has that distinction?
1: Yeah, that is uh, that's uh, the, the Peyton Manning. Final answer. We were also
2: We would have also accepted Archie's oldest boy. That is correct. Okay. Peyton Manning is okay. the correct answer.
3: <laughs> Uh,
2: Assistant K, where are you?
5: Let me get 17.
2: Number 17. Most receiving touchdown in the season is 23. What wide receiver holds that distinction? 23 See, touchdowns in a single season.
5: Randy Moss, I know.
2: Randy Moss is the correct answer. You Definitely. are now back to an even zero. what? where are you?
1: All right, uh, let me see here. Give me number three <clears throat> one daily number number
2: three most pass attempts in a game in a single game is seventy. We had a quarterback chunk it seventy times. Who was that'
1: Uh is it, is it the guy uh, I wanna see uh. Was it a – I know it was a Charger. Oh, um, was it uh, – no, was it uh, Drew Bledsoe or uh,
2: Philip Rivers?
1: Philip Rivers, final
2: answer. That was a wrong Incorrect. Uh, okay you can steal. Uh,
5: that's, that was my answer, so I'm going to go with my next one because I know there's a game I know. where Jameis talked it up a couple of times. So I'm going to go with Jameis, final answer.
2: You should have took k walk second answer. The correct answer is Drew Berklau. Drew Berklau chucked it 70 times one guess. 70. Let's see. Eight, 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 eight. Mr. K, we on you. We got 5, 6, 7, 9, 10, 12. 12. Number 12. Most interceptions in a single game in the Super Bowl era, so in the modern era, we got a quarterback that threw thirty five interceptions one season. Who was
5: it? <laughs> Let me see. Um, I'm not sure if I know. Um I think he played for Tampa.
1: Uh, is it James? <laughs> yeah. I think
5: it, hey, that might be
2: Jamie. Huh? Yeah. No, we somebody somebody got old James beat. Uh do you know?
1: Oh wow, that was my answer too. Um thirty five in a season?
2: Yeah, James only do because three. 'Cause he also had thirty oh. you right?
5: You know your oh, staff okay. might have had it wrong, so you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know um, James to thirty three that season Because he had thirty in the thirty touchdowns
1: too. Yeah, I don't know that yet. Jameis was my uh, answer too, so I'm going to say Drew Bledsoe. Follow answer. <laughs> Correct two, answer three. was Vinny Testaverde. Vinny
2: Testaverde, oh, was 35, Testaverde. and
5: that was with Tampa.
1: <laughs> <him. laughs> <laughs> yeah, it
2: was. <laughs> uh, on, well, on you.
1: <laughs> All right, one well, more deli double out there. Give me number seven.
2: <clears throat> number seven. Most receiving touchdowns in a single game is four. Who holds that record? Oh. Um,
1: uh, is that Jerry? Um, Jerry, uh, I don't remember Jerry Rice doing it. I don't know if anybody had any more doing this. I'm going with my guy, man, Jerry Rice. So i answer K-Rock, I mean, so okay, you can steal. Dang. Most
2: receiving touchdowns yeah. in the game is four. Who holds that distinction?
5: Uh, I'm going to go with Cooper Cup. Final answer.
2: Correct answer is Wes Welker. Little bitty dude, Wes wow. Welker has mm. four. Uh, okay. K, K we're on you. We uh, five, I don't know what's
3: left.
1: Six,
2: five, six, nine, and ten. That's what you sure go up? You know, five, six, nine, and
1: ten, exactly.
2: Give me yeah. 10. One day the double left. Which one? 10-piece mm-hmm. chicken. Okay. <laughs> the most passing touchdown in a single season is 55. Who, who what quarterback threw 55 in a season? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> That's Brady. I am.
1: K-Walk, you can steal. Oh,
3: Yeah, I he has it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, same guy who threw all the, 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 the passing touchdowns. That's uh, pay, uh, Archie's older son. <laughs> that <laughs> is correct. <laughs> that, would, that would
2: be Satan. Uh, sister, uh, tell you what, we are you?
1: All right, give me number six. Daily double. David.
2: Nice. <laughs> you have 40. Special K has negative five.
3: Oh, <laughs> all right, okay. You Oh, yeah, okay,
2: yeah, yeah,
3: yeah,
1: yeah, 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 you did go to zero. My bad. My bad. I can't make a down. <laughs> <difference. But laughs> he's, he's not the whole. <laughs> he <laughs> he's even poor. He's even poor. He's not in the whole. All right. He's not plus. All right. Give me, uh I'll do 30. I'll do 30. So 30 points.
2: The most receptions in a single game is 20. Who caught twenty passes in a single game? That ain't T. O. true.
1: T.O. final, final <laughs> answer. That is
2: that is the correct final answer <laughs> for thirty points. Uh, uh, so okay, you want if you play chess, you want to just tip your king over, or you want to go for the <laughs> you want to the last two. We got five. Uh, yeah, who, uh,
3: give
2: me nine. Number nine, the most field goals in a game is eight. What kicker yeah. kicked
3: eight field goals in one game? Wow, who is that? Um,
5: um, I have no idea, man. Um, he, I'm gonna go with wow. Matt Gay, man. I don't know, honest. So, it's
1: okay, let I me mean, tell you, you want to steal? I, I want to steal. I don't know if I can. Um, I'm gonna go with. Let me see. I don't know. Any, I don't know anyone doing it any any time recently. So I was just gonna say, um, what's his name? Uh, Akers? No, I go Robbie Gold. Robbie Gold. Final answer. Now the correct answer was Jay Field. Jay Field won oh. eight in
0: a single
2: game. Last question <clears throat> so for you. Most mm-hmm. co- most pass completions in a single game is forty five. What quarterback completed forty five touchdowns in a single game?
5: Uh, completion.
1: Yeah, completion. Is my bad. Okay, got you. Um, I got. I guess I got to go with the guy who threw all the passes, and that's uh. I don't know why I'm not running I, I got to go with Peyton Manning. Archie's older son. Final mm-hmm. answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. So straight, okay, you can get on the
2: plus side. Blue
5: green Oh Final answer.
2: Unfortunately, you got the Drew right, but the last name wrong. It was actually Drew Bledsoe.
1: Drew Bledsoe, okay.
2: Final tally, a lot to a little. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, can you got some music you can play for us?
1: Indeed.
2: <laughs> Medals round my neck because I won. I won. Now
3: my mama's
2: because I want, I want. I am making bad, too, what I want. <laughs> <Good laughs> <Good stuff, guys. laughs> yes, Before we get out, K-Walk, I want to give yeah. a special shout-out to one of our listeners that listens okay. faithfully. Always gives me constructive criticism and tells oh. us, like, the, I saw him the other day, and he said, man, you can definitely tell football is back. He said, because you and K-Walk get excited about football, he said, why don't y'all get that same love to basketball. I said, hey, man, we do, but football is what we know. So, of course, right. basketball season, I got to make sure that I get him on. I just wanted to say happy okay. birthday to one of my fans, 305. It was his birthday on Saturday. And right. 305, he's a faithful listener. Like I said, he oh. listens every week right. and gives me constructive feedback all the time. All right. So, happy, happy birthday, Newt. All
1: right. birthday, take bro, 305. 305. Yes, sir. Take, take indeed, on indeed. On. Okay, well, Indeed, appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. And I always want to thank my, um, um, my good buddy, uh, Special K, for joining us each and every week, man. And whether it be two hours, whether it be a half hour, man, we, we so appreciate you uh, for sure, man. Um, like I do, uh, as always, ladies, I was, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I always want to leave you guys uh, with something positive. Uh, tonight I'll leave you with this. Uh, just believe in yourself, even if you don't, pretend that you do, and at some point you will. Okay. For our K, uh, for our E-Scott, I'm K Walk for Sports Talk with K Walk and E-Scott. God. God willing, we'll talk to you next week.